0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Fallen Down Beer Company, Podcast and Church Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Winter. And now, here are your hosts,
1: Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. What is going on everybody? Welcome back. How long? I don't know, we were it's, inconsistent.
2: It's
0: been a minute. <laughs> It's it's been a minute. We were gone and then we were back and then we were gone and then we were going to come back and then nope. And then oh mate, nope. Base- so baseball. yeah. Yeah.
3: Baseball went on a little we're longer back. than we
0: thought. Are we back? We are back. Are you sure we're back? Uh, Do I have a guarantee that we're back? I mean, I can't predict, <laughs> predict everything, but
1: I would say we're pretty I mean, I don't know. Who deals in absolutes? Uh, We're back right now, though, and it is officially episode 280, and if you've been with us since the beginning, what we have done, and it was so well received that even the IT and the D did it after we did it, did it better. We, we
0: We were pioneers. We didn't. And then
1: they did it better. But now maybe we're gonna do it better. So uh it's episode two eighty, which means we will be celebrating the year nineteen eighty. Yep. And it's
0: it's nineteen eighty but all things eighty. So Correct. There yeah. was
1: no generation like the eighties. Let's let's no. let's be honest. The no, down there was to not. the TV shows, down to the fashion, down to the Mr. John Gorbachev
0: tear down
1: this wall. Right. Down to John Hughes giving us what we thought love was in every movie. I mean, I mean <laughs> as a kid growing up you thought every John oh, Hughes' movie John with the way Hughes, love had to John,
0: go. John Hughes' romantic comedies ruined relationships for me. Oh, I'm sure. Because I thought that's what love was supposed to be, you know? Hang, standing outside holding up a boombox, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you do that and do-do-do, hello, police, there's a stalker out there. Right. You know? I mean, riding a, la- a riding lawnmower to mow the lawn of the girl that you love, I
1: mean, you do that now, the cops are pulling you over for drunk driving, you know? <laughs> uh... Yeah, Silent Bob, or or actually Kevin Smith, he didn't have a lot of funny jokes in in his movies, let's be honest. But the one that I really liked in Dogma was when him and Jay, uh, they were looking for the fictional town that every John Hughes movie (laughs) took into place. And they were pissed off when they realized that this town in Illinois did not exist. Yeah. That's pretty Yeah. No, because yeah, there uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, all of them what? centered around the town. So yeah, what was that? Just town? Google it. I'm sure it comes. I know. Up. I
0: gotta. I gotta. Fi- I gotta
1: find it. Hold on. Uh, but you know, John Hughes uh, kind of taught us what love was when we were well, in the 80s.
0: Taught us a fictional version of what love could possibly be. Right. But yeah, even to this day, I still watch romantic comedies and go. Why can't my life be like that? You're, you're such a
2: girl. It's I Ferris, am a girl.
0: It's
1: Ferris Bueller. I'm okay
0: with that, with, all right? With John I'm Huss. a sensitive guy.
1: With John Sorry, Hughes, it's Ferris Bueller than everything else, isn't it? Ferris Bueller's mm, easily his best. Um,
0: mm. I mean, it depends on, because, I mean, you could so, go... Original.
3: It just depends on your mood. So it yeah, depends on your I mood, love, yeah.
1: I'm just games. saying, if uh, rank. Oh, do, 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 do. I, I understand there could be moods for, like, pretty and... Like, sure. I'm saying uh, say, probably, his best movie was Ferris Bueller's I Day Off. I think Up.
3: the best quotes come from that one. I mean, Shermer.
1: No, no sure. <laughs> it either takes place
0: in Chicago or in its fictional suburb, Shermer. Nice. But, yeah, Shermer does not exist.
3: Yeah, I, I had a, a crazed uh, in mo- moment when I was at a Comic-Con, and I ran into the guy who played Cameron. And I don't know his name, Adam Rick or something or...
0: Oh, um... Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know Alan Rick- Rickman? No. He no. was amazing in Yeah, Spin yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah.
3: But Spin I never City, watched Spin City that. was but great. He's been in
0: a lot of other things, but too. See,
3: all I know him from is Ferris. Right. And so well, that, I'm like, I go up to my Harris phone, oh my God, Cameron, and he just you're looked at me with Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> made me make a phony <laughs> phone call to him. Edward Rooney? <laughs> <laughs> <that> Edward
1: Rooney? <laughs> Listen up, Rooney. All right, Uh but... Also back, not only are the 80s episodes back, but I don't think we've had Ring Girls in here in 30 episodes. But no, it's been a minute. Jimmy demanded. And I was well, like, Jimmy. Well, look, here's I the thing. I was like, Jimmy. No offense, for-
3: Daniel. No offense. No,
0: no, no. We wanted you no, back. no, 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 no. But here, here's the thing, all right? We went 200 and... 40, 50 some odd episodes without actually doing and having, having Ring Girls all the time, right? Yeah. The day that I start doing actual video recording in the studio, the Ring Girls stop showing up. I'm like, nobody wants to see me. Nobody wants to see Brad. People do want to see Cody. People do want to see Rochelle. But we need to get the Ring Girls
1: back in here. Yeah, Cody's good looking. Yeah, I can understand it. Yeah. So is Danielle? But uh, introduce yourself, everybody, to the world, Danielle.
4: Hello, I'm Danielle Danielle <laughs> Parks, and uh, I'm from the Flint area. But I do model out here a lot, and I've been ringgirling with the undercard since uh, maybe like early this spring at the um at the Eastern Show. Right.
1: So, really quickly, um, do you have any idea? What's your age?
4: I'm 24, so I'm very lost right now. But <laughs> so you, 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 my do you
1: know show? who John Hughes is?
4: No.
0: Uh, have you ever seen, seen, seen Ferris Bueller?
4: I've heard of that name, but I've never okay. seen. The Did you see movie. the Breakfast Club? I've heard of the name, but I've never watched it. I don't watch many movies. I usually just watch like reality TV. <laughs>
1: Wait, you've not seen Ferris oh, God. Bueller's. No. Oh my! No, that's kind of like not trying like White Castle's hamburgers. <laughs> like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I thought everyone sees that. Right? No. You Do you know, understand the concept of no, the not, movie? Not really. Really? No.
4: I'll have to watch it though. It sounds good. You
1: got to. Do you have Netflix, Hulu, anything? Yeah, I
4: do have Netflix. We're going to
1: research where like it is. at. not It's not on Is it really? Not on any You I can, can rent it. If
0: any of them are you can rent there. it for 2.99 on Amazon Prime, but it is not on Netflix, what? it is not on Hulu. It's not free on Amazon Prime. It it two, costs
1: 2.99 for... to see it back in 1980s. Well, maybe that's it why out, it's 2.99.
0: Right? But yeah, it's like 2.99 to rent it on uh Amazon Prime. Man. Yeah cheese. or you could just go buy it because it's that good of a movie, right? But yeah. where,
1: where you know they're well, getting rid of buy. DVDs though.
0: Best Buy, I don't. Or know. buy it on Blu-ray. I'm makes... sure they converted it to Blu-ray. Already. Yeah, maybe
4: it's on YouTube. People upload movies.
0: It could on be on YouTube. YouTube. That's a possibility. Or like scenes from it. Maybe not yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, that one's one, the one you want to see. Okay. Yeah, it's the one you one. have to see from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, the the girl Sloane. Uh, She disappeared for a while. She was in Legend. Then she made her big break in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Then she kind of disappeared, but she just resurfaced again. And I don't remember on what show or whatever, but, like, she just disappeared, and all of a sudden she came back recently. Right. It was really weird.
1: Right. Yeah. She wasn't – I wasn't so much a Sloan girl. Uh, She's out of control, Amy Dolans. You remember her – that was Mickey Dolans from The Monkey's Daughter, who the who, drummer. Who was you? Never seen the movie. She's out of control with Tony Danza. Uh, Amy oh. Dolans was like kind of like an eighties girl. It if I had to pick for, one, it would it have been sounds from. You it were like, sounds familiar, but I can't. Google her, you'll know her. Yeah, yeah. She was, you were either Elisa Milano or. Oh, you I, know, Alyssa Milano? Yeah.
0: No. no, you know who, you know, I mispronounced You know who, you know, who was my girl? And she wasn't a girl because she's older than me, but my girl of the 80s was
1: Kathy Ireland. Well, see, now you're going like 20 years, like, you know, like above you. How old was she? No, Probably she's 30. only
0: like, no, Kathy Ireland was. I mean that was late '80s, but Kathy Ireland like kind of came to prominence in
1: like the late late '80s, and she was only she's only like ten years older than us. Wait, she so she had like a Kmart line of clothing. So you did bad stuff to like the Kmart ads. Oh, right?
0: No, this is yeah. when she was swimsuit. Okay, you know, and necessary roughness. You, do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was you know, the kicker. Yeah, she was the kicker, right? What uh, I'm saying is uh, Amy
1: Dolan. Uh, did yeah, D O L L A N. I guess the comparison D
3: O L E N Z.
1: The comparison that I like, if you would have said Tith- Tiffany Amber Thiessen, like she was kind of our age. You're you're going like. I guess I could say Christy Brinkley or, like, a Cindy Crawford, but I'm talking, like, someone our age. There was a lot of my friends but, that thought Sloan was the greatest thing ever. But, but we're not— But then She's Out of Control came out with Tony Danza, and we'd literally sit in front of corner stores and debate whether or not who was better looking,
0: you know. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Okay. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's still good looking. Is she really? How oh old? yeah. Uh, she was born sixty nine, so she's forty nine. So only eight years older than us.
1: <laughs> eight years older.
0: Right. Eight years older. You do you know, remember the
1: bad. movie? She's out of control. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Every dad's yeah. fear. If you have a daughter, probably. They... Yeah, probably. You know. All right, we do have our first guest that we get a call. Um, Rochelle set this up. Uh, Rochelle was down uh Friday night at MMA down in Columbus. I had yet to arrive, but she did meet Sean Foster, who is uh, seven and one as an MMA fighter. Correct? Yes. What else can you give us about uh, Sean Uh, Foster? That he mostly
3: does uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu and Muay Thai. Jiu
1: jitsu sucks. What you want? No, it's Taekwondo.
3: Um. Anyways, him and uh, Travis Davis, who we've seen fight before, down in the what is it? The fifth, whatever ballpark we were at. Fifth. Remember Duel in the Park?
1: Um, I think it's Fifth Third Ballpark like it is in Toledo. But okay. Yeah, the minor league park. Yeah, Columbus.
3: and it was – Um, they commentated, and I couldn't tell if it was their first time or not because obviously I'm on the other side. But um, they also did the after-fight interviews, and it was just – it was nice because you could tell that they actually knew what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And they cared about the sport and – so um, the ring girls had to have their pictures taken with the two gentlemen. and Well, they're
1: rather fancy, good looking.
3: They are fancy. Um, anyways, um, Sean is um, actually looking to transfer more into the commentating world and uh, get out of MMA. Don't
1: do it. <laughs> Don't do it. No. not gonna dare do. <laughs> wouldn't do. be prudent all right so, Anyways, ins- so i
3: thought they had they had little cool personality so i thought I'd, all right you know, so instead
1: on. of an interview it's gonna be brad telling sean why not to <laughs> enter into broadcasting and hand combat here we go
3: because it sucks
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to end up like me <laughs> hello hey sean you're live on the air with the undercard how are you today Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. We are joined by Sean Foster, 7-1 and one as an MMA fighter. Uh, from Columbus or just in the Ohio region?
5: Um, I'm originally from Kansas City, Missouri, but we moved up here in 2007, so that's pretty much it. I'm from Columbus now.
1: So you might not be a Buckeye. We might get along.
5: Uh, I uh, don't really pay attention to college anything.
1: Awesome. Kind of like sports ball. I like that sports ball. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Because it's ridiculous down there. We get there and everything is uh, OHIO and it, you know, being from Michigan, uh, I take it a little bit, but then it's, it's a little bit over the top. So, you know,
5: um, you know, um, I'm also a police officer and I just never, I went to one game or I went, I'm sorry, I gave, it, I gave it the benefit of the doubt. It went to two games. and the first game, they were like, yay, we won, let's put a dumpster on fire. <laughs> and the game, they like, oh, we... They're like, oh, we lost and set a dumpster on fire. Yeah. I was just like, oh. Same thing, win
0: or lose. Dumpsters, something's getting set on fire, (laughs) usually a dumpster or a couch.
1: I'm not joking with you, Sean. So, uh, Michigan State up here, they used to, when they would win, they would burn couches and stuff. And the big joke up here was that, like, Art Van should run a sale the next day because everybody had to replace their couches from the houses they rented around the college campus. But Michigan State was known for, like, their couch burning for, like, a while dude if, if michigan state won a tournament and c or gate went into the final four furniture was gonna pay and that's just <laughs> what happened that that's the way they celebrated couches were on fire yeah it was like cars that's flipped what, that's what yeah.
2: I, I
5: went to and you know i just i never could get into i didn't really i didn't go to college um i knew i wanted to be a police officer early so i didn't waste any money on it and uh just kind of worked odd jobs until i was 21 So I watched all my buddies go through college and like, you should come out and hang out. There's a big game tonight. And about mm, two or three parties in, I was like, I'm not really a college person. I don't think, (laughs) or it's going to ruin my future career in law
1: enforcement. Yeah, that, so, it, it's going to be tough to explain when a misdemeanor or a felony question comes up. You'll be like, I, the dumpster needed it, man. I, I don't know. My friends really had a good argument. Or
0: or you get stuck with a bunch of jackasses and you get an MIP even though you didn't do anything. Yeah, that's exactly. true.
1: So yeah. I chose my friends
5: a little bit. I've just figured, I found out real quick if I stayed in the gym, I didn't really get into too much trouble.
1: Smart. Smart now, man. Now, before we transition into... Uh, your fighting career and your Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. We are celebrating the '80s because it's our 200th and 80th episode. Uh, are you what? familiar with John Hughes, the director?
5: Uh, maybe. Oh. You'd have to give me a couple of his movies.
1: Okay, if I was to say Ferris Bueller's Day Off, seen it and like it?
5: Uh, yeah, it's great. Like it.
1: Okay, see, Daniel, where are you? And and how old are I'm you, Sean? Thirty.
2: You, I am thirty.
1: Okay. Well, we have a so ring girl in here borderline, that's 24 yeah. and has not seen it. And to me, that's, like, so un-American. Like, I don't even know if she's allowed to vote.
5: How do you not, I mean, even even if you don't, like, enjoy it, it was on TNT when you were sick. How do you miss it? Like?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All the time. Uh, and then here, here's the worst part about it. It's one thing not to see it. I asked her if she knew the plot. She has no idea what the plot is, so I can't even talk too much about it. How do you not know it was what like the, the plot...
5: original fourth wall break thing before Deadpool was cool? Like... Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All right, Sean, first off, I'm going to start off with your nickname, Stonefield. How do you get a nickname Stonefield? I automatically think like Cloverfield or something like that. how's the nickname <laughs> come
5: actually, about? It's actually not that uh not that special. Um it's uh my mom's maiden name is Stanfield. And uh, my grand her parents raised me, and uh, my dad's name was Foster. So it just uh, it ended up working out that my initials were uh, their last name. And Sandfield came from Stonefield, and they tracked their lineage back. There are some of the first knights, the first king of England. So my tattoo has like a big knight helmet, and then it says Stonefield. Nothing too
1: special. That's actually really special. Like, what are you talking about? So you you trace uh, your ancestry, and this would be up Jimmy's alley. Uh, that that's a pretty cool story. You, you trace it back to who? Uh,
2: William the Conqueror. We were, oh,
5: like, the first
0: knights when he when he conquered England. So. Yeah. Oh wow. Sean, okay. you
1: might be the most modest person I know because <laughs> if that was like my ancestor, like you know, if you pulled me over as a cop, that's the first thing I'd say. I'd be like, you know, I'm related to William <laughs> you know the I'm knighted, Conqueror. Right? Yeah, well, exactly. Well,
5: apparently, there's a there's still a castle over in England, uh, Stanfield Hall, and if a you know certain number of cousins die in the right order, supposedly it would fall to somebody here in the Americas. So you never know. Maybe.
0: <laughs> so do you have do you have like a chart in your bedroom? Like, okay, if I take out this guy and this guy and this guy, doing the the King Ralph thing.
2: I can't really confirm or deny. <laughs> exactly. Get them all
0: together for a group photo, like in King Ralph, and then yeah. just wipe them out all, all at one time.
1: Hey. Oh, Uncle your, Eugene's got scurvy. Is that fatal? I didn't even that's know, that's know scurvy was around anymore, but that would be a shame. I don't
2: even know if I have an Uncle Eugene.
1: <laughs> Well, I, I wish you luck, but I, I don't want to say that because you got some family members that would, that would unfortunately have to lose out for that to happen. But that would be pretty cool to say that you, you inherited, you know, a castle. That would be pretty neat. So how did you get involved in MMA? Like when, what was your first exposure to it? Um. A lot of people's is UFC, but Rochelle was telling me you you had a Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. So I'm just going to – and I really don't know anything about you. I'm going to say that somewhere along your law enforcement career, you were introduced to some jiu-jitsu techniques and you fell in love with it. Am I correct or is it the other way? You were a UFC fan. Hello? Did we lose him? Maybe his toddler has dumped his
3: phone in the thing.
1: <laughs>
3: Hello. It's still going.
1: Hello Sean, you there? Sean, can you hear me? Yeah, um, now we can hear you. <laughs> could you hear did you Hello? hear my Yeah, I'm sorry. We lost you there for a second. Did you uh were you able I to hear, hear my
5: everything you were saying?
1: Oh, you did hear it?
5: Yeah, I heard your question. i okay. was trying to answer. I just I didn't I don't know. This is my wife's phone, so it shouldn't be my my toddler shouldn't have touched it. Um <laughs> but so uh no, actually uh I found it, my first exposure to jujitsu was my dad was a black on Taekwondo and he brought home a, a VHS, um, shows how dated I am, and he was UFC 1. And we, you know, watched Royce Gracie go out there and choke out the boxer, I always forget his name, and then Ken Shamrock, and he was like, you should pay attention to this. And the problem is, before that, we'd watched a Bruce Lee movie and I wanted to kick somebody through a wall like he did. So I did traditional martial arts for a long time and just never did well at them, especially the striking portions. Uh, Freshman year of high school found wrestling sucked because I was not fast or strong and switched over to judo. And that was really kind of my, my start. I uh, became, what was it called? Sunflower state champion is the Kansas state champion at, at yellow belt for judo. And okay. just followed it, followed it, followed it, moved up here. And right when I moved up here, uh, Judo kind of started to die out because I started changing the rules. So I was like, I'm going to enter a Jiu-Jitsu competition. And I entered not one, not two, but not three. They needed four. And all four of them, I lost by a flying triangle or flying armbar because I had that great Judo grip that I didn't want to let go.
2: Mm-hmm. And
5: these guys just wanted to go to the ground. So... Took off my brown belt in judo and put on my white belt in jiu-jitsu and just restarted. And what got me to MMA is we went to watch UFC fight. I have no idea which one it was, but my wife, my fiance at the time had just started as well. And she was like, why, don't, why doesn't this person do this from the guard? And I was like, oh, well, you know, when you get punched, you know, it supposedly you drop a rank and you just kind of lose your wits about you. But I don't, I think if you prepare for it mentally, you can handle it. And this drunk dude looked at me, and he was like, I think it's bullshit. I think if you take off those fancy pajamas, I don't think any of that submission stuff works. And wow, I was like, okay, do you want to fight? And four months later, I fought that dude in the cage, and I think I armbarred him in like a minute in the first round.
1: And he probably so- tapped, or did you break it? he tapped uh he tapped all right see not so fake yeah nice Yeah,
5: not so fake it worked out so (laughs) but that was my that was where i kind of really found mma was i just felt the need to prove that judo and jiu-jitsu wasn't worthless without a gi not that i'm ever going to do anything like i don't ever plan on going too much farther in mma i think i've kind of proved it through a lot of my fights i had a standing head and arm triangle at one point uh what else did i have had a rear naked choke so like i've proved that my point in it. And, um, I'm old. <laughs> my last fight was against the current it champion, Ryan Santana. And we got fight of the night and I beat him, and it was the end decision victory. But I just remember after the first round, I came back, my coach was like, you look great kid. How do you feel? And I was like, I feel like, 30 everything. And he is just, he's right there coach. And he was are like, well, do you want to quit? I was like, Oh no, we're going to finish this one. I just, ha. Ah. they were you know and that's just it like you know i hit santana everything in our fight and had blood coming from his nose i hit him with a couple good knees to the ribs that he reacted to but you gave him about 18 seconds and lo and behold that 21 year old was ready for more and i'm just like man okay cool like i even had him in had him in like a standing ankle lock a standing kimura and a standing head and arm triangle And he just kind of flexed on me, and he could out-flex me. (laughs) And I was like, well, okay. (laughs) Well— I'm going to hit you some more.
1: I want to tell you, 30's not as old as you think it is. And you might have just caught, like, a bad camp and everything like that. I don't want that to discourage your career. Um, Well,
5: um, (laughs) um— Also, you know, I got to commentate. I think that's how I met you guys. Um, I got to commentate on the last one, and that was the most fun I've ever had. Like, it was way, way more fun than getting punched in the face. Um, I'm never going to stop training. You know, I run a free self-defense program uh, out of my police department here in Columbus. I train almost every day in jiu-jitsu or uh, Muay Thai, and I'll probably just make that slow transition into, like, coaching MMA. But I would like to fight Santana again since – i beat him and then he got a title shot i would like to take that title from him as i've never had one and then i'll probably hang it up and just concentrate on pro jiu-jitsu which i've been doing that a lot this year well i will I'm a one...
1: oh no no keep what? going. Sorry. no no you keep going
5: um i've like uh i had my i did fight to win this year and then i went out to pittsburgh and did another pro jiu-jitsu fight and i won that one i lost fight to win here Via flying triangle. I don't know if you see the pattern there. I'm not very good at the flying (laughs) submission defense. Uh, But, um, again, I will probably compete in jujitsu until the day I die. But you can only take so many knocks to the head. And as I said, I'm not a natural striker. It's like a different language.
1: Right. I think there reaches a point where you're just done with doing camps. And and if you're not going to give it your all... Um, I think that's what breaks down fighters. I think the, the idea of fighting is great, but you, you sound like you got a level head on yourself. And if you, if you can't be a hundred percent and you can't give a hundred percent training and that's the hard part, that's the discipline that, you know, that that's where the aging is, you know, the, the six week, eight week, 10 week camp up until fight night.
3: The weight and man. you
5: know i've got a I've got a four year old or she'll be four and then I have a soon to be two year old and I don't like uh, camps you know I, I take it seriously, so I miss out on a lot of their stuff um that I can't ever get back and uh, I always like to like to point out to these newer fighters like hey man like if you if you lose out on a fight, don't get discouraged and' like oh, you always have good fights. Well, i fought in total eight times, but I have signed seventy two contracts and somebody got injured or somebody pulled out. Mm-hmm. or the card never materialized. So like, you're going to have a lot of setbacks. You're going to have a lot of empty camps, but if you don't love the training, like I would train every day. If I wasn't worried about missing out on like that dance recital or that swimming lesson, like I would be at the gym 24 seven. But the the fun part is the fight. And if you, those don't materialize after a while, I can understand why people get so discouraged. <clears throat>
1: Now I will give you encouragement, Sean. Here, here's my, uh, I've been in broadcasting, I don't know, eight years, I guess, in, in MMA and, and boxing Yeah. and a journalist officially for six. Okay. Uh, okay. When I, when I started, I was the youngest guy in the room and I looked around and I was like, there's a lot of old people in this sport and they're eventually going to die. The other day I looked around again. And it was boxing again, and I looked around, and I'm still the youngest person at 40, and I'm like, there's a lot of old people around here, and they're all going to die. Dude, there's a ton of jobs in broadcasting and boxing. If I'm the youngest kid coming up at 40 covering stuff, there is a ton of occupations out there. People come up to me. That's actually the number one thing I get. People's like, oh, my God, I really think you have a dream job, and you get to travel and watch fights for free. And I, I tell them all the time, do it, dude. Like, there's, you know, there's a huge gap. So, Sean, if you're interested in it, trust me, there is a You ton don't want to do it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Jimmy's going to tell you don't do it. There's a ton of jobs out there. And you being 10 years younger than me, then you'd be the youngest guy in the room. And so that's cool.
5: Well, I mean, you know, the only time I've ever watched boxing, I think the last boxing match I watched, um, I actually paid for it. I paid for the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight. Sucker. And
2: no, I can't even
5: tell you what happened. <laughs> like <laughs> I got past the second round and I think I started eating pizza or something. I, I just, boxing has never really held, held it for me the way that MMA has. Cause MMA has, there's so many ways to change the momentum and there's so many ways to, um, snatch victory. Uh, you know, and, it's, it's just so much more dynamic and it can engage, like it can hold my engagement uh, or my attention a lot better than I think boxing can. And again, I, I'm not trying to downplay boxing. I think boxing is beautiful, especially when you get like, well, who's that? Uh, he's not Russian, but they keep doing like Matrix videos about him.
1: Oh, uh, I feel, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Yeah,
5: I, I will watch him. I, 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 like, I have no interest in ever taking a boxing match, but I watch his like highlight reels every day his movement and his foot speed and just it's amazing, yep. but not, he's like a once in a lifetime fighter. You're not going to find other boxers like that. Sorry. Person's motorcycles.
1: Oh no, no, no. We're okay, <laughs> Good. We didn't hear it.
5: Um, but, uh, and that's just it, you know, like, like, I'm really interested in is being being a BJJ guy who dabbles in MMA. Like, it's kind of the best time to be here. Like, Henzo Gracie just fought, and he's, like, what, 52? Yep. He won in the first round rear naked choke, and then Gary Tonin's stepping up. I'm really interested to see if Gordon Ryan changes his tune and goes from Gi to MMA, because there's just money to be made there that's not there in BJJ yet. Uh, I know Eddie Bravo is really trying to, to do more. Um, and like I said, I've been taking a bunch of pro fights, uh, pro jiu-jitsu matches, and been doing pretty well. So uh, I just think that MMA is, again, it's so much more dynamic and there's always something new. I remember when Dominic Cruz changed the game with that neo footwork that he right. stole from like Willie Pete and uh, Muhammad Ali and adapted it to MMA. And then I think, I really think TJ Dillashaw has perfected that. Right. And that's kind of who I've had her in mind. My abhorrent, awful striking after. But the, that's kind of the secret is I have a little bit of a dad bod. So it doesn't look like I have the gas tank that I should, but that's, I've always had a gas tank. I can go and go and go. And so I just make people chase me and get worn out.
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with dad bods, by the way. Dad bods are cool. They actually. Are, I think people like rank, them. yeah, people rank dad bods as awesome. So you're, you're good in that department. You know who we got to uh, put you in contact with and I'll make sure Rochelle messages you, uh, a guy up here named James Gray. He was self-taught in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and you named off a lot of names he actually takes a little bit of like Eddie Bravo's uh, you know uh, rubber guard takes a little bit of uh, some of the stuff of the Gracies and stuff he would be a guy that um, first off James Gray always comes down I believe for the Arnold and stuff but he would be a guy that you would want to talk to um, and what he's done is created this huge gym up here called SFS and believe it or not he was self-taught Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Amanda Bobby, Cooper cooper uh josh parisian who's fighting right now in the ultimate uh fighter show um all these people have come from and it it started in his basement but i'll make sure that rochelle gets you his info and uh just stay in contact with that guy if you're you're a jujitsu guy um he just kind of combined a lot you know and kind of took a little bit of oh i like that eddie bravo does a rubber guard you know and and i like that you know the gracies were good on this um, but you you guys would hit it off, and then plus you're very humble like he uh, James Gray is, so you guys would be probably good friends. So we'll make sure that happens. Now, if people no, want, do. if people want to follow you, Sean Foster, and you continue your career, do you have an Instagram or a fan page yet, or no?
5: Um, I have uh, my Instagram is just my personal one, but I post like all all my stuff there. It's Papa Fossey f o s s i e and then my uh Facebook page is. Literally, it's just Sean Stonefield Foster. It's not hard to find. Um, but I always try and like, even my losses, like even when you know I don't don't get the win, I always post it up because I think I think the losses are more, most important because if you are just going to show all the good stuff, then you really can't say that you're trying to motivate anybody. Like it's how you answer losses. And you know my only loss on my record uh, was to Anthony Romero. He's uh, just signed Thank with you. King of the Cage. And we got fight of the year, and you know that was a like he dropped me late in the third. I stood up, rocked him. It was a three round war for the 155 title, and you know that's one of that's probably my proudest fight. Like I got tested real real hard and uh, had to problem solve, and it it still is I think amazing to watch because it's just one of those things that you. I don't think fighters like fighters are like oh yeah I really want to get into war. I've never been that way. I've always like, let's get in, get out, and start drinking. Like, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I really want to do. Right,
2: right, But,
5: you know, I think deep down every fighter wants that one big war to test themselves. And I've been lucky enough I had one with him. And then my return fight, I dug out a deep, hard victory against Marcus Crawford. And then I had a war with Santana. But I I really, I, would, I got to be Anthony Romero in that fight. Whereas, uh, and Santana and I also took fight of the night. For that one but me and Romero got fight of the year I think it was two years ago and it was you know I'm very proud of that one
1: now I just picture you sitting in a cop car with your partner like two weeks before the fight going hey you know I'm training so why don't you get this one and then I picture you two weeks after with your partner in the cop car going you know I'm recovering from that fight you guys got you got this one (laughs) like I I feel like you have a four-week window with your police partners here when you have a fight
5: Uh... I think that I think that everybody has their niche, and I think unfortunately because I train them, I'm the defensive tactics instructor for my department. I get all the like domestic violences, the crazies, the guys who want to fight, and then they're like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll take that traffic crash, or <laughs> I'll take that theft." And I'm well, like, "Oh, thanks, man, it's really great."
3: And <laughs> not only that, but you're you're not like a tall guy, so five six, yeah. So when you come up and and they're you're not. You, at your first glance, you're not intimidating as a as a guy, you know, trying to break that kind so, of stuff up. And,
5: as a cop, I, and especially in my shoes, I'm five six, and I look like I'm twelve. Uh, <laughs> it looks like I stole my dad's uniform. No, <laughs> you look to, like, and this
3: is what what me and the ring girls discussed all night. We're like, that's Zac Efron. I even texted my daughter, <laughs> Zach Efron's here. She's like, no, he's not. He has dreads. That's not him. <laughs> and so that's your thing. You so so I I look I show up. And I have a
5: stupid smile on my face, and I look bored as hell and if I look bored, they think they can get away, and they're much more compliant um whereas if I came in all hard like I'm a fighter, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fight, it's not gonna be fun, and I usually get end up getting called piglet and- fi- like that hurts my feelings, come on, man like <laughs> piglet
1: I've never heard that one.
5: <laughs> so but uh, and that's always been my favorite part is uh you'll never see me like I never understood getting angry at the person like you like. You both agreed to this. So this is the fun part. And win, lose, or draw, I'm just looking forward to that scotch that's waiting for me after this one. (laughs) So, it's there. like I said, uh, the way I look at it is I have to train really, really hard and not hurt my teammates, so I get to uncork everything. I just let everything go and have a really good time and not worry about your safety because you signed that contract and said that you thought that you were better than me. And then once it's over, we can be best friends. I always, like, friend requests my my, – opponents and try and get pictures with them I've only had like two be super douchey about it I'm like hey man like it wasn't that bad like you put up a really good fight nice job and they are just (laughs) don't want to hear it so I don't know I like I said I got flying triangle in front of my hometown in less than 30 seconds uh, less than a month ago and it was awful not only did he do that I'm a judo black belt and this guy doesn't have a rank in judo like he just trains with my old teammate and he dropped me on my head with my favorite throw and then when I stood up he dove through the air and put his crotch in my face and put me to sleep in front of my hometown.
2: <laughs> it
5: wasn't my best performance. So the first thing I did is get up, high-five him, smile, take all the pictures. This is just how it goes. Like you, you can't always win or it wouldn't be fun.
1: Now, you, you said uh, earlier – uh, we'll, we'll finish on this note. You said earlier that your wife was into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Does she still do it? And then if so, did she like, critique that flying triangle and everything you did wrong on the way home? <laughs>
5: actually so my wife is the same rank as me she just got her purple belt and Congrats. she is much much better at just the technical skill side than i am um and she uh like you said she had two babies uh she's one of the only people to ever hold a knockout over me because she's a much better kickboxer <laughs> and then she puts me to sleep on the regular and she was just <laughs> like what are you doing she was like you knew he was gonna do that i was like i know i got distracted he dropped me on my head and she's like She's like T Rex arms. Why are you reaching for stuff? I was like, I don't know, baby. Like, it just <laughs> happened. She was like, it was pretty awesome. I was like, thanks, babe. <laughs> so, uh, oh, she, uh, I'm super proud of her. She went down to Nashville for IBJJF and took silver in the absolute like no weight division. And she's currently training for Masters World, which is next week or next week next month in uh, Vegas. So, That's awesome. she's yeah. going to definitely be the foster to watch instead of me. <laughs>
1: Well, v- very cool. And uh, Sean, we want to thank you. Uh, best of luck. We'll stay in touch with you, um, of course. But this is Sean Foster. Definitely look him up. Uh, his Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for a few.
5: Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day, guys.
1: All right, you that too. is Sean Thanks. Foster. Bye. Man, sounds like a fun guy. I wish yeah. I, was there. I wasn't. I wasn't there Friday, <laughs> uh, but it sounds like a fun guy. Next time I'm down there, I'm gonna say uh, hi. Uh, so, there's an age difference where John Hughes, maybe 25, 26, yeah. those, pe- those people. Well, I got to. Those people. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know. So,
0: so there's. Um, the youngins don't right. know about. So, because it's the 80s and we're talking about all things 80s, I decided to look up uh, a couple of things. Uh, so, I just kind of want to go through and uh, um, I know Brad and, and Rochelle probably. Uh, remember these, but, uh, I'm specifically going to ask you, Danielle. Okay. Um, if you recognize these are slangs that were used in the eighties and tell me if you've actually heard any of them. Okay. Okay? So we're going to start with bad, bad meaning good. Okay. Okay, So you
4: like the Michael Jackson song. Yes, exactly.
0: Michael Jackson bad. That is, that was from the eighties. Uh, beg your face.
4: Bag your face or bag it?
0: Bag oh. your face. I
4: don't know that one. Oh.
0: Uh, basically, it means you're so damn ugly, put a bag on oh, your face. Oh, wow. Okay. Bag your face. <laughs> All right. Barf me out.
4: Like, you're sick? Huh? Like, sick?
0: Well, like, something makes you sick. Like,
4: ooh, okay. like yeah.
0: that, they, you know, somebody th- threw something, barf me out. Oh, okay. Okay? Um. Eat my shorts.
4: Kind of like... It's not a good thing. It's like you're mad at somebody.
0: You ever like, is heard, it like bite me. You ever, you ever heard of a show called The Simpsons? Yeah. Okay, that was Bart Simpson's <laughs> catchphrase. Oh. In the beginning of The Simpsons was eat my shorts. Oh,
4: okay. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, gag me with a spoon.
4: <laughs> Doesn't sound very fun. Uh, <laughs> no.
0: Similar to similar to yeah. to barf me out, but uh, it it was more Valley speak. It was like oh. History homework again. Gag me with a spoon. (laughs) All right, Uh, grody to the max. I actually had not remember that one, but I—grody to the max.
4: Just something, just very gross, Nancy. Very
0: disgustingly gross. Yeah. So
4: grody. It's
0: so grody. It's grody to the max. Uh, gnarly. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that one. It's like the surfers use that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. No duh.
4: Okay, we, we said that, like, in the 90s in elementary okay. school.
0: Yeah, no, duh. Psych.
4: Like, you're faking. You know, yeah, like so, like, somebody. like, here,
0: let me shake your head. Psych! Yeah. yeah. We, we we used to do that all the time. Radical.
4: Like, it's awesome. Like,
0: it's awesome. Same thing, righteous. Yeah. That's righteous. Uh, a lot of surfer dudes use that. Righteous! Righteous! Righteous!
1: <laughs> Was Bill and Ted, did they ever use that? Uh,
0: I think Bill and Ted was actually the early 90s. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Take a chill pill.
4: Like, relax.
0: Relax, yep. Totally. Uh,
4: totally. I know what you're talking about. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That surfboard is totally awesome, man. But yeah. it was also used for confirming a sentence, like if totally. someone was like, you "Yeah, know, you know uh, that that guy's a good baseball player." Totally, yeah, like for real. Like, I mean, like I'm
4: not lying. Or,
1: or it could
0: be broken up, like Mark just bought this totally bitching Camaro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be an IROC in the '80s. Let's totally bitching. Uh, it's
3: like the Californians.
1: Yeah,
0: what's your damage?
3: Like, why are you mad?
0: No, what what's, what's wrong, wrong with, with you? you? What's your um, damage? It's like if somebody acting crazy, it's like, hey, what's your damage, man? You know? Uh, where's um, the, beef?
2: Where the beef? That oh, was
0: actually yeah. a commercial. Uh, Wendy's. You know Wendy's, right? Yeah. Okay, so but in the, old the 80s, in the 80s. The beef? Yeah, in the 80s, there was this catchphrase uh-huh. with this little old lady where she would go to, like, a restaurant that was not... Wendy's And oh. Wendy's, you know, uh, said that they had, you know, 100% all beef patties. So she'd walk into like a McDonald's or a oh, okay. McDonald's or whatever, and she'd open it up. She'd go, where's the beef? And then that just became like the Wendy's catchphrase for their commercials. Where's the beef? Um, okay. I think that was pretty much all of the. So those are some, not all of them from like 1980 per se, but yeah. from the 80s in general. So, um, we're coming up on uh, uh, what's on tap. So why don't we do what's on tap? We'll take a quick commercial. We'll come back. I got a couple more uh, '80s themed thing. I know we have another interview. Uh, yeah,
3: that I, was set for seven forty-five.
0: Oh, okay. would you, you want you to do you wanna that, you wanna do that then? Leave? Or yeah. Okay, Okay, that's fine. We'll
1: do it like at 8, 15, 8, 20.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll come back from the interview, or we'll come back from the break and, and do Well, we
2: might have interview. a surprise, too.
1: Okay. We, we're going to try to reach somebody in Paris. Ooh. 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 Who are we chasing Ooh, nah, down? Nah. Who are we chasing? Home
0: uh-huh, baguette cigarette, cool. French. Who, who? I did not get I give cigarette to baby. I am French. <laughs> who are we chasing down? I don't know. All right. Paris? Um, yeah. Wait, let's do uh, what's on tap first. All right. Crap. It's Okay. I gotta. Pull, I, I gotta pull my uh, uh, thing first, though. Hold on here. I don't know where Excuse the thing it. is. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, sorry. All- <laughs> right. Are we on air right now? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Hello. Uh okay, so this is Whats on Tab, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh in boxing, August 3rd at Sydney in Australia on ESPN Plus, we have Billy Tib versus Tevon Farmer, 12 rounds for the vacant IBF lightweight title. Uh moving on to, uh, I got to scroll here, August 4th, uh, at Atlantic City in New Jersey on HBO. We have Sergey Kovalev versus Aldir Storm Alvarez, 12 rounds for Kovalev's WBO light heavyweight title. We have Dimitri uh, Bivol versus Isaac Shambhala, uh, 12 rounds for Bivol's WBA lightweight heavyweight title. Uh, Moving on to uh, also uh, August 4th in Uniondale, New York on Fox, Fox Fox Sports 2 or Fox Deportes. Uh, Alicia Napoleon versus Hannah Rankin, 10 rounds for Napoleon's WBA women's super middleweight title. Excuse me. Uh, moving on to, uh, and that's it for this week. Moving on to MMA. Uh, we have tonight, uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, Season 2, Episode 7 at the UFC Training Center, Las Vegas, Nevada, United States. Uh, do we know how Josh is doing on that show, or do we know? Mm, no. Okay. I, I I haven't, unfortunately, been able to, to watch it I because think of- I
3: it's only, like, Episode 2.
0: We were, this is Episode 7 tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I know.
0: I'm sorry. It's behind, I'm behind, too. It. It's Okay. Well, i I just thought maybe you guys knew because I haven't had a chance to to watch it. I already. Um, August fourth, UFC two twenty seven, Dillashaw versus Garbrandt two at the Staples Center's in Los Angeles. Cody No Love. Huh? Cody No Love. Cody no love. Uh, and then moving on to uh, again next Tuesday, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series season two, episode eight. Um, we will try to get an update on uh, maybe next week we'll know how uh, how Josh is doing. So, all right, that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and then when we come back, we will either have an interview that is scheduled, maybe a surprise.
1: We'll see. See you then. All right, we are going to actually try to call who that last song was dedicated to. We're trying them right now.
5: I'm sorry, the person you were trying to...
6: Oh, no! Oh, no.
1: <laughs> he is he is overseas. Let's try <laughs> it one more
3: time. I'm sorry,
6: the person you were trying to reach...
1: All right, so... Uh, that's probably not going to work because he's probably got to get a Vodafone phone or something like that. Um, but, really quickly, we are going to call this gentleman then.
0: Is this who we talked about before? No, 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 no. Oh.
7: oh whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa.
0: Sorry. See, everybody can see the lack of production... Preparation. <laughs> oh, I
2: don't know anything about this. Wait, wait, so. wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Spontaneity. Some people like it. It's listening? Are nah. right,
3: you gonna listen? Do you like the it's summer? Closest you're gonna get sound? right now. <laughs>
1: Hello. Hello, brother. You're live on the undercard. What's up, Cody?
2: Hey, what's, what's up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we tried Darren in Paris. It didn't work. No. he uh, probably right. He's probably got to get a it, phone. I don't
6: know how time is there. It might be in the middle of the
1: night. Uh, yeah, we excuses, probably...
3: Excuses, excuses. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know them right. French.
6: Yeah, yeah. I was actually... Uh, I was texting him. I, I woke up this morning at like 3 o'clock. This is, um, my time is all, my time schedule is all messed up for being in Japan. And... Uh, like, I woke up, and, and I was texting him. I was like, dude, what time is it? He's like, oh, it's like, you know, it was, it was like, I don't know, like 11 o'clock in the, in the morning. And he's like, yeah, I've been up all night. Like, I didn't sleep. I'm like, dude, yeah, no. Like you, getting getting back on that, on that, uh, that normal regimen, that normal sleep regimen, it's
1: so hard that you have
6: to, like, really force yourself for a few days.
1: Well, not only are you dealing, so, yeah, not only are you dealing with jet lag, but you're now dealing with being short again because you're back in the States. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's that's the uh, so like you got a double whammy. Out. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know to
6: look up to people again. <laughs>
1: like Start
6: so, turn my back. <laughs> so there,
1: there's there's a little bit of adjustment and stuff. So um, I did. Uh, we actually played uh, a song "Rising" uh, by uh, Bruce Springsteen because uh, you know what, Dar- uh, Darren did something really really cool this past week, and I put it up there with the Showtime Kick by Pettis. Okay, um, this kick. Went viral, but then Ryzen kept taking it down, and then it went viral again. Uh, he somersaulted over uh, his opponent and, and landed it. Kinda, I mean, it could have been a little bit more clean. Uh, one of the more innovative kicks I've ever seen. W- what's going through your mind in his corner when he does that? Is, have you ever seen him do that, or is that just purely improvised?
6: Uh, yeah, definitely something he's practiced. I mean, I've seen him like there those like crazy all the time. So. Like, to see him do it, it's, like, not that surprising for me, but um, just because I see him do, like, wild shit like that at the gym all the time, but not that particular um, kick, but, I mean, in the corner, I was just like, holy shit, like, watch it, you know what I mean? Like, I from, like, my vantage point, it was like the guy, like, got his leg, you know, his leg was in a weird spot, but, I mean, then I watched the replay, and it was just it was just pure awesomeness.
1: See, I think it's up there with the Showtime kick, and I think it it, it will be on highlight reels forever. And it, people forget that that Showtime kick, that wasn't UFC yet. Uh, that was, uh, WEC, right? WEC. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, it when he landed it with Benson Henderson off, off the cage and uh, just an innovative kick, it's, it's somewhere in that mix. And whether Darren won or not from that moment on, he had like cemented Himself again in MMA, and then he goes yeah. on and rains elbows and busts the guy's forehead open. I mean, it, it, it's oh, bleeding. The yeah.
6: uh, last two elbows just actually rip that guy's forehead apart.
1: Um, the, it seems like Ryzen is made for uh, Darren, and and you know yeah. what? We, we we knew Darren's a good fighter, right? But for some reason, with UFC and and, and stuff like that, it just sometimes the career path doesn't work out. And he, Ryzen discovers him. He discovers Ryzen. You tell tell us how, how popular Darren is over there. I know they eat up his American thing. I saw him <laughs> with the fanny pack. Uh, they love him over there.
6: Yeah. So, the, I mean, the Japanese fans are, like, really, 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 like, they're, I mean, they're all, like, uh, what we would call, like, fanboys, like, super fans in the U.S., um, like the people that run up to you and like want to take pictures of you and to sign all the shit. And they have like pictures of you waiting. Um, so Japan like this, the real like MMA fans, I would say most of them are Japanese. Cause these guys are like serious fans. Like they, they're like, they're like waiting in the hotel lobby for three days. Like it's, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. like Darren, <laughs> Darren, I mean, I've, I've been in all those flights over there. So absolutely. Like,
3: that's crazy. That's like, like, like boy band. Boy. Crazy. Like he's like
6: one of the guys. He's like, yeah, because
0: yeah, you, you, like you know, you know, them bad. boy band groupies, they're all insane.
3: Never. <laughs>
1: he, he's he's like the Elvis Presley of uh Japanese MMA over there, that's awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, we no, what were you gonna say? We, go ahead,
6: we we were gonna go like get a beer after his fight, like we went to like go off the crowd, and like before we could even like get to like outside of like the floor. There was probably a hundred people in line waiting to like get uh uh like for him to sign like autographs and stuff. It was crazy. That's I mean so, so he like cool for for the next like, hour and a half signing signing autographs <laughs> pictures and like <laughs> I was just in the background like throwing up
2: like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm just, and, like I'm just, I'm just posing
1: You're like I'm in the UFC. If anyone wants a <laughs> photo over here or, or a <laughs> yeah. signature, no, I'm no, pretty I mean, big. I,
6: I, honestly, I, I, it was it was cool even for me just because you know it's just cool to see your your friend and, like do well. Um, so it's not like a, it's not like, hey I'm in the UFC everyone look at me but I, a lot of the Japanese fans, um, but like I said they're like they're like crazy MMA fans like those people like really, really love m v so. I mean,
1: they they need a lot us. Now, he did the Captain Morgan pose after with the trophy. Um, Yeah. You know, unique and stuff like that. But does it have a meaning over in Japan, too? Because people ate that up over there. I I went and read the press in Japan because obviously Darren's a friend of mine too. And, and, you know, we root him on and it was, dude, he, he stole the show. Um, they, they liked the, the simple captain Morgan pose. Like how, how'd that come about? And then like, that was big news over there.
6: I think that was another like improv thing that he did. Like he just decided that it was like sitting there and he was like, he like looking at me and like, kind of gave me like, take a picture of this sign. We, like he was looking at me. <laughs> And I was trying to get a picture of it and then I didn't even realize that the rising camera was on and like they were taking pictures of it at the same time. So it was like, I think probably just a picture that he wanted to post on Instagram or something, but you know, he ended up like, it ended up going viral, you know, it's like, like when he flipped that guy off, like all the fans were like, um, kind of appalled by it, but they all like talked about it. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things that, um, you know, any, any press was good press. Like I, like from that fight, to this fight, I would say like his fan base doubled in Japan, just because he knocked that dude out and put him off, and like now he's like with these antics and stuff. Like they love that; they eat that shit up over in Japan.
1: Well, yeah, because he had the soccer kick, which I mean, right. y- you you can appreciate that um, because in-, in over here you're not allowed to when when their hands are down. But e- every MMA pan- fan or our fighter probably wants to do a soccer kick one day and he he had that that vicious soccer kick um he he's actually you know i don't want to say like they they have like a pro wrestling vibe over there but they like the characters just as much as they like the fights themselves right and darren i mean since i've known darren he just that's him man it's it's almost like this league is him
6: yeah, no, no, I mean, yeah, he fits well over there. I think that's one of the reasons that they brought him to on, too, is because he's a, he's a character. You know, he didn't really get, like, you know, the UFC kind of takes away your, uh, You're like your ability silly. to kind of be that character, to be that, like, like, I don't know, that like that WWE type character, you know, we all wear the same stuff. It's hard to, like, it's hard to stand out. Um, in a lot of ways, I
5: feel like that's good because
6: it, it makes you, like, focus more on, like, the athlete than, um, you know what he's wearing and what you know all that kind of stuff What i mean for Darren and for like people like him um i mean it's huge it really does it really does uh you know highlight his personality
1: now uh let's talk uh, about your upcoming fight uh yes. since you've last been in here uh really quickly though i know you've tried been stirring it up with your opponent and uh he's not responding too much um tell us a little bit about um trying to just even reach him on social media and, and, and try to get in response. Tell us, uh, you've known about this fight for a little bit, but it was announced, I think, about three weeks ago. A uh, big fight happened on September 8th. Uh, you're 10, he's 6, I believe, ranked. Um, l- let's get it on. Tell Tell us what's going on here.
2: Well, uh,
6: yeah, I mean, this is a fight, like, I literally, um, I didn't even, like, plan on fighting him. I just, he, he, he said something on Twitter. And I'm really never on Twitter, but he said something and it popped up in my feed and I saw it. And it was something about being the best grappler in the division. And, uh, he like got beat by Brian Caraway, the guy that I just beat. And I was like, basically like, I'm like, you're not the best grappler in the division, you know, Brian Caraway go do like a prom date. And then we started going back and forth. And he, basically said that, you know, I, I was a nobody. And, um, you know he's he's way up here and he's kind of like big brother to me like he's way up here I'm way down there there's no point in him even fighting me but even though I you know beat somebody that I just beat somebody that beat him um I was like well I don't really understand how you can fucking say that just, you know I'm beating guys that you can't so uh and then it, it kind of went back and forth and then we went on MMA Junkie him and I did talked some more shit and then it kind of died and like for a month I never really heard anything about him or any uh you know there were a couple of guys that were kind of like stirring around and then my manager just basically told me like hey we're going to be fighting out during sterling in august and i was like all right let's go and i didn't have a contract didn't have a contract couldn't say anything for like three weeks and then uh you know he, he came out and said he's fighting me uh in september first week in september and i'm like well i haven't even you know i like i'm completely in the dark i didn't know anything about that so you know, basically he kinda of made it seem like he called me out, like he's the one that made this happen really realistically. Like I know that one hundred I'm hundred percent. I you know, I heard his feelings when I said that. You know, whatever I said on Twitter. And I mean it came to fruition, you know, pretty much you know, like three, four weeks later. And you know, no, I'm not have to go beat him up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: which which is awesome, trust me, because this this Sterling fight, um I, I'm I'm happy that name. you got it, huh?
6: Yeah, a big name. No. Big, I mean, he's a big name. I mean, I, Brian Carraway was ranked above him, and I beat Carway, And it was, like, one of those things where, like, Carway wasn't, like, the character that um, Aljamain Sterling is. didn't really have the following that Aljamain Sterling does. You know, Serling is, like, a pretty big name in the u s c So, um, you know, I'm fighting a guy, I think, that's a similar, not similar in, like, in uh, the way they fight, but similar in, like, their skill level as Carway. You know, so I know I can beat him. I, mean, I just got to show up and, and and you know work hard and be prepared, which I will be. Uh, so I mean, I feel like there's a lot more benefit from this fight, and I think as of right now we're on the pay per view, so um, you know that's uh, that's that's pretty exciting.
1: Dude, Sterling versus Stamen, I mean, that has to be pay per view. I don't think you get, you get bumped off because he's only had three losses. You have a loss. And I tell you, I don't even count that fucking loss down at Crystal Garden. So, like, I mean, that, that's pay per view material right there. Um, big fight though happening this weekend. I know you don't want to look ahead, but TJ, uh, versus Cody, uh, I mean, is there a guy that you're kind of rooting for in that or, uh, a guy that you kind of, like a little bit more than the other one or hate a little less than the uh, other one? Or what, what do you want to see happen?
6: I'm, honestly, per- personally, I, I know both you guys and like, uh, Cody Garbrandt and TJ were both so nice to me. Like I trained with both of them. Um, uh, you know, Cody's kind of a, like a little bit of a, like baby when it comes to like losing, he, he, you know, he kind of like throws a fit and TJ is a little bit the same way. except he's like more like mean. Like when he starts losing, he like just turns it up till, you know, he's real, real competitive. Like he can't stand to lose. I mean, obviously, that's probably one of the reasons why he's a champ. But on, like on a personal level, they're both really, really cool guys. So, like, there's no, like the only, like, I want TJ Doshaw to win for the simple fact that if TJ wins, then somebody else is going to get a shot at the ball. But I'm worried that if Cody wins, then. Um,
2: Six there's going to be a,
6: a third fight. There's going to be a third fight between them that's going to lock everything out and everybody else, and it's going to be super annoying between. I who, actually know who knows, but um, you know, because Dominic Cruz still thinks he deserves a title shot. There's really, I mean, there's like five guys right now that literally any of those guys could like get that shot. I mean, not, not one of them is not me, but um, you know, after I beat Sterling, I mean, I feel like I could easily argue that i just beat two guys in the top ten. You know, I sh- should maybe be one of those next guys or be in that conversation. But um, it's just, it's, uh, it's strictly business. I want TJ to win and just kind of solidify his spot as like the best guy at 135.
1: See, that makes sense because, like, I would, I would have thought, but I mean, you, you make it more practical because, yeah, if, if T, TJ's to lose, right? After Cody's devastating, uh, loss last time to TJ, there's probably a trilogy. And then you're, there's six months in that division of, of kind of a little bit of shuffling in the top 10, but they're going to wait for that, that trilogy to happen. So that, that's actually really good insight that I didn't even really think of. You're not so much rooting, but you kind of know the consequences of if if somehow Cody wins, this thing's on the shelf again for another six months.
6: Right, right. I mean, at least I mean these guys have been playing this game for, I mean, since I've been in the UFC, like so, like over a year. You know, the last time they fought was like almost a year ago. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, um, like I can remember, like, like uh, it was almost two years ago. Uh, uh, tj and and Cruz fought like that was in that was gary was still in the ufc and like i watched that fight li- live live because he had just fought paul felder and that was shit maybe even three years ago so there's been like three belt fights in like three years it's ridiculous and there's like all these guys you know rafael sanzo is one of my eight straight beat like pretty much everyone in the top 15 um you know Dominic Cruz you know actually i don't think think that he should be in that conversation anymore but I mean, he's still a big name and he could easily be in that conversation. There's, I not know, there's Marlon Moraes. I mean, he he's absolutely beating the shit out of everybody in the UFC. I mean, he just knocked out uh, Sterling and he knocked out um, Jimmy Rivera, so he'd be like two top five guys. So he could be, you know, a contender in that division. So it's like um, there's just, there's there's so many tough dudes at that very, that very tippy top that, uh, you know, um, that deserve that shot. So it's so it's a freaking mess.
1: <laughs> well, we'll let you rest up, champ. I know it takes a while to get back from Japan and uh, get back on that schedule. And uh, we uh, will be officially in new digs next week. I believe. Yeah. And um, yeah. so you say. Uh, no, no. It should be official. Mm-hmm. Official. So you say. Uh, so um, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> pro- <laughs> we'll probably see you, see you next week. Allegedly. And, allegedly. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to commit a hundred percent, but you know, I think we're at ninety-five. Brad has a problem with commitment. <laughs> yeah, <isn't>
6: commitment <laughs>
1: issues. <laughs> commitment issues, right? So I will talk to you soon. You take care, buddy.
6: Ah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, you guys be at WXC Friday.
1: Yes, I'll see you then. So, sweet. All right, sweet. All right take care. All right, that is Cody, uh, co-host of The Undercard, Badass, and then also UFC Fighter. Yeah. So, All right, so let's call. Uh, we had one more interview that we got to fit in, and then uh, I thought uh, Rochelle just found something really interesting um, that I want Danielle to do before we close it out. Oh. Name as many 80s movies as she can name. Now, now you don't get to go on your phone, um, and we're going to l- see how many 80s movies she can name. And then we'll we'll cross reference it and see if uh, some count, some don't. Um, but she just found it, and it was okay. actually Ferris Bueller, like a, a little meme. Yeah. So who are we calling right now, Rochelle? Marco Smallman, right? Marco
3: Smallman. All right. The co-main event for WXC. That should be the
1: main event. He's fighting Wallace Black, right?
3: Yeah. How's that not a main event? I don't know. Just going off of the internet.
1: Hello. Marco, you're live on the air. This is the Undercard. How are you?
7: I'm great. How about you guys?
1: Good, man. Hey. Uh, so you're one of my favorite fighters, so uh, welcome again, dude. You get the red carpet pre- treatment here. Marco Smallman, I don't know how this is not the main event. I've got to talk to Norby and Mike, but uh, is going against Willis Black this weekend. Uh, WXC. Uh, Marco, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about how this fight came about.
7: I mean, well, uh, came about, I mean, uh, I got approached by, I, I got approached by them and, uh, they wanted to make
1: this fight happen and I just said, yes. Yeah. Now, Willis Black, I mean, he has, he has a, a good fan base. He is a good fighter, but I, I really think of you on that next level. I, I really think you're a UFC guy, just not having your opportunity, um, you know, but what, what challenges does Willis Black bring to you on Friday? Something that you've not seen, maybe?
7: That I haven't seen? Well, yep. uh, I mean, probably. Well, he's probably been a, a fighter I haven't faced in a while. Um, but uh, he is a fighter that hits hard and um, can come forward with relentlessness when he wants to. He's a freak athlete. Um, I kind of see Willis as a. Uh, he has three I would say three positives and three negatives. Um positives being, you know, he obviously hits hard, he's athletic, and he's extremely strong. Um, negatives I would say he's uh robotic and uh maybe not the best fighter I see. But I mean what he what he uses, what what his positives he has, he uses those to the force and settings. I mean, he's four and two for a reason. You know, he's
1: Right? Can I can I throw a fourth negative in there? He's not fought an athlete like you. I really do think you are the the top in the state. Right? I mean, your next next level. level. Yeah. It's not Mm -hmm. if, it's when. Um. The fourth negative is you can't train for Marco Smallman in any camp. I mean, you're you're just you know, and and I'm not trying to overhype you before the fight, but I, I mean, I I think we we know that you got the goods for the next level. That's got to be a negative because how how do you train for a Marco Smallman in camp? You can't. I really yeah, don't think, I think so.
0: I think you throw in a Wolverine, a Tasmanian Devil, the Juggernaut, and just kind of have them all go at once. I mean, that's kind of what you would face again You know, when you face Marco Smallman,
1: and that would be the the nickname, the hybrid, right? You yeah, have to take a little bit of yeah of everything. Yeah, like exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, I
7: train. I mean, I train everything. I mean, boxing, wrestling, jitsu, karate, a little bit of Muay Thai. No, I I do it all, and on top of that, I'm a just I'm I'm an athlete. i have a freak athlete. So I mean, I got I'm an entire package. I'd like to think so anyway.
1: All right, so I, I don't want to get into predictions because I, I just you know we we do that enough here. But um, you got an opportunity to make a statement here against Black, and in, in in the the good thing, a positive for you. Is Willis Black, no matter what his record is, is still a name. He's still an athlete, and and, and still respected in oh, yeah, the W W uh, or not W W B, the M M A community. So this this win means something for you because like it 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 is a opening of a door.
7: Yeah, well, I, yeah. I mean, with the, you know, with him being a dangerous opponent, and this being you know streamed on UFC Fight Pass, it does give me it does afford me some opportunities, which I'm, you know, I'm very grateful of. You know, with that said, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, when I got this fight, um, you know, I've had some criticisms of my own, you know, and um, for myself and obviously for my team. And so this camp, I've really been working on obviously my deficiencies and, you know, it's not a secret, you know, I nicknamed this camp, you know, violence. You know, you really haven't seen too much of that out of me, for the most part. You know, I I, I pride myself in being a hardworking athlete, probably the most hardworking. But uh, and you know, it shows in the cage. But there hasn't you haven't really seen that darker part of me or that violent part of me. And uh, this camp, I've been really trying to tap into that, for the most part. Yeah, aligning you know, myself with you know with some key members to help bring that out of me. So.
1: All right. So I I make it no secret that I like violent fighters. okay, And I don't want anyone to get hurt in the ring. But, yeah, you made a post. I think it was about four or five weeks ago that violence was the thought going into this, that you were going to unlock something. Some of the some of the fighters I like around here um, are very violent fighters. Tell us. I mean, you know, I. That's a good point you brought up. So you you post it on social media. I think of you ha- as having an amazing fighter IQ and, and are are able to go in there and control your emotions. How do you bring out the violent side but not lose the biggest edge you have going into the cage, which is your fighter IQ? Because along with violence comes a little bit of rage and a little bit of inability to control emotions.
2: Well,
7: no, no. I'm not going to get back. You know, I'm I'm not going to you know step away from you know me me being a, a cool and collective fighter and you know seeing the situation and adapting from there. I'm not going to step away from that. It's just there's more of me I need to throw out there. I need to put more more of myself on the line. Not only being a smart fighter, but you know just throwing a little bit more of the you know throwing a little bit more of the the kitchen sink at my opponent. You know. Now, uh, making him oh, he's not just you know he's not just a fighter. He's got some. He's coming in with
1: some... Now you're in the last week the, uh, of camp, and uh, you're you're coming into the Friday. What what's a typical week? Because I, I know you got a lot of great coaches and stuff for uh, you on the last week. What have you been working on, Marco? And when when do you slow it down and and just kind of concentrate on the weight cut and everything like that?
7: Well, right now I'm slowing it down right now. Uh, you know, I have I've been this this now, I've had my heart my last heartbeat last week. Uh, I've been slowing it down a lot more now this week. Uh just focusing more on the wake up, which wake up's going phenomenal by the way. <laughs> you can't tell by my voice I, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> you know, I it's going good. Yeah. And I... uh just I'm slowing everything down and I'm just kind of focusing you know, focusing on that. Uh just you know, I'm just some just some light exercises.
1: Well, we're going to be there. Uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I, I never do on uh, Fighters Week, but Marco Smallman, uh, co-main event with Willis Black, should be the main event. Uh, Marco, we will see you Friday, and then after you win, come to our new studio and uh, hang out with us a little bit. We always enjoy you.
2: Oh, you guys are you
1: guys are to up? No, we're going down to back to Detroit. Uh, I'll send you pictures. Okay. It'll be fun. Midtown. 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 It's Detroit. It's Detroit. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you soon, man. All right? All right. T- take care. Good luck, Marco. Thank you. All right. That is Marco Smallman who is fighting on Friday on WXC. Co main event. That shouldn't be main event. Man. WXC seventy three. Yeah. No. Numbers, names, All that right. stuff doesn't matter. All right. We gotta move. All right, let's do it. <laughs> what no, I thought you guys had a thing for her. Yeah, we were gonna throw out eighties yeah.
3: movies. But it's through pictures. Oh, it's through pictures?
0: Oh, okay. oh well. Um, do you have the pictures for her? Or? Well,
3: it, it's it's. I didn't even see what it was. He was just like, oh. "Okay, well
0: then, well then, here." This no, no, is no. no. She gonna... can
1: change. We can change sh- uh, seats. All right, okay. let's do it. Okay, while they – well,
0: no, I don't want to do that because that might tip her off. I was going. One of the last things I want to do is name the top twenty movies in nineteen eighty before we go off the air. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, do it because it might okay. give her a. A, an edge, so
3: uh, these are just 80s. Okay, movies. okay, so basically, I'm gonna show you a picture here and I want you to see if you can tell me what it is. Okay, over here. okay, all right. Oh, all right. wow, is
6: this, just, right oh,
4: okay. is this a show or is this a movie? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, oh my god, I know the first uh, one. She's in know. trouble. Oh no, yeah, this she, is like this is iconic. She's in trouble.
2: Brokeback
0: Mountain? Oh. oh, just stop right there. I named
2: my child after the I'm this sorry, character. stop right there. <laughs> like my firstborn. Uh, you so are
1: done. Back. So she just called. You are done. Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Oh, Brokeback back. Wow. <laughs> All right, so second You lecture. know, I used to like you, but now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brokeback um. Jones. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know what okay. you do up in that temple this
4: one uh, <laughs> oh my god this is hard no is this something to do with them um, no like oh, my <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, oh my god what oh my
0: 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts. <genots! laughs>
1: oh no
4: <laughs> this, uh, might,
1: uh, this might this might be, be the worst
4: we need like, like a 90s episode i could really do well at this
1: <laughs> no it's the 80s no, well you, here look at this here's the thing yeah I saw, I saw i no, saw it no no, no, no. i want Danielle, these aren't really hard. Okay. These are kind of pop culture. We got it. We got to move though. Okay, so you, you
0: got you got ten seconds okay. on each one. Okay, next. All right. right. Well, it, back to the that's Back, to
4: the, back to the Future. Oh, it doesn't tell you. It tells you what they are. Oh, right There. It does. Oh, okay. I could. Yeah. I could just. One of the other? Um, okay, so well, that's got to be Back to the Future then, because
3: yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This thing's. Crazy. Yeah, guys, like, the, the, the or, the yeah,
0: the the internet's the internet stuff. All right, how about how about this? Okay, here here. Just the, th-
1: name us five 80s movies off the top of your head. Right. You can can think you name of? five?
4: Can I like recycle the ones that you guys used earlier? No, 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 no. no, oh. no, no, no. oh, okay.
1: No. Five, 5 80s okay. movies.
4: Pretty Woman. Okay. No, nope. I, I don't that
2: think so.
1: that is 80s, 80.
0: That is 80s, Uh, let me double check, but I don't think so.
1: Okay. I five. All right, One, Go ahead. Point
4: for me. Um you know what? What about Tales from the Crypt? They made movies out of that. Yes, oh, was that did. I would
1: give her credit. Tales from the Crypt movie, Stephen um, King. That sure, is. sure. Yep. Sure, All right. Okay. Oh
4: wait. Speaking of Stephen King, what about it? Was that in from the eighties? Oh. Uh,
1: it was
3: ninety-five, by the way. Which was? one? Oh, no, the movie. No, no,
1: Tales movie. from the Crypt. Yeah. Okay, never mind. But the oh, okay. TV show, I think yeah, show. maybe give her aired. Credit. Yep. Okay. Um. Oh. It the original movie, sure. Okay. TV.
4: Um. Child's Play. Child's was Play. Uh,
0: I don't think that was 80s, so I think Puppet
1: that was Master. 90s. Puppet
4: Master. That mm, scary movie?
3: Maybe. She I've found a that. genre and she's just going to pound it. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she's
1: going to have points for it because that was 1990.
3: Oh. Uh, Child's Play was 88.
1: Okay. All right. Child's Play Child's 88, 88, Okay. All right. Last two. Give us two. We found uh, your, your niche, horror.
4: Yeah. Okay. What about okay. one, two, Puppet Freddy's was coming for you? Oh, okay.
1: Right. Yep. One two, Freddy's coming yeah. for
4: you. Oh yeah, oh, for, um, well, like Friday the Thirteenth was that? That was yep. definitely yes. that was
1: eighties. Yeah. and then also ha-
4: Halloween, Freddy, Nightmare on Elm Street. On Elm Street.
0: There,
2: there,
4: Street. there you
1: go. All right, five.
0: All right, we gotta get we gotta get moving here because we have another show that's right behind us. Uh, but I want to do, um, and then if you've heard of these movies, yeah. just say yes, I've heard of that movie. Oh, okay. okay, these are the top twenty. Uh, ranked movies from 1980, just that specific year, okay? Dress to Kill, number 20. No. The Big Red One. Nope. The other movie with Mark Hamill in it in 1980. No. Uh, Flash Gordon. No. The Gods Must Be Crazy. No. My Bodyguard. No. Private Benjamin. Nope. 9 to 5. No. Any Which Way You Can. No. (laughs) Stir Crazy. No. Coal Miner's Daughter. No. The Elephant Man. No. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's Kinda the sorta. first one yeah. that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Superman 2.
4: I've heard of Superman, so sure.
0: Okay, Friday the 13th. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Caddyshack. No. Raging Bull. No. The Bru- The Blues Brothers. No. Airplane. No. The Shining. Yes. And The Empire Strikes Back. No. What? Uh, so
4: one point for me. Star Wars. <laughs> wait, wait. You point. have
0: never heard of The Empire Strikes Back. Is,
4: is that like Star Wars? Okay, Star, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. No, no.
0: Franchise franchise. no. <laughs> it's the Empire Strikes Back Half
4: a point No Do you know the episode?
1: Do you know that episode? No, 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 no I'd give her a half
0: a Luke, point. I am your father The most okay, iconic yeah, line I've
4: heard that before
0: Yes, that's from Empire Strikes Back Okay you need to go rent, like, a can ton we, of movies failed, and then but, come back. Can
4: we, like, do, like, a 90s or 2000s episode of this and bring it No, back? we're for
0: Childs of the 80s. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: Yeah,
0: this yeah. is our show. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come to our level. Unfortunately, there's one
1: block... <laughs> no, actually, fortunately, there's one blockbuster left for you. I think it's in Oregon or Alaska. So you got to <laughs> go rent some movies. Oh,
0: blockbuster is in Oregon.
1: Yeah, you got to go rent some movies.
0: But, yeah, or, or go to, like, a Best Buy or whatever and just say... I need 80s movies okay. <laughs> and 80s pop culture or even like go on YouTube and the YouTube yeah. like 80s pop culture references yeah. and like like uh contestants on Jeopardy they they get like the a general idea of what's going to be on the show so they can study beforehand your mission yeah. is to study and maybe uh, like at the end of the 80s yeah. we'll bring you back and test
1: your okay. 80s knowledge again good. oh yeah right? she's coming back for another yeah. 80s episode yeah Because you need to redeem yourself. we're going to kind (laughs) of let you redeem yourself. Uh, You know, actually, you know what? If we give you, like, the flash pictures beforehand, would it be able to go on our video feed, too? So, like, people could watch it at the same time? Or is that something we got to add at the end?
0: Uh, You mean from this? Yeah. Or Well, from this, no. But if we had... The pictures of what the questions we're going to ask her mm-hmm. beforehand. We'll do. I that. can I can put that on there so that when we ask her, I can click on each image so they can see what she's seeing.
1: Well, Jeopardy is a prob, uh, uh, like a, a, a trademark. Chi- no, no, no. A child of uh, the eighties. Next yeah. time, let her wager. Uh, like other okay, well, I'll set up.
0: I'll set up a Jeopardy
1: type game for her. Can we but talk I am
3: about this offline no no yeah.
1: but I, no no i mean yeah. it's good still radio so but i am scared that you don't know back to the future delorean doc brown marty, marty we gotta go back back to the future back to the future One
4: point twenty-one yeah, gigawatts. I mean, all i know is like the title but i don't know anything like what they said or not anything. even
1: the delorean the car
4: Oh, the car! Yeah, I'm the one—drive itself or something?
1: Oh, no, guys. my
2: God. Knight Rider. Right, right.
1: oh okay. All right, we're gonna wrap oh up on that. God. note.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and, and hang will. myself now. <laughs> I mean, I swear. We don't think it's of
2: you
1: less. My... We still love you. It
2: just I know hurts. I think of you a little it hurts. bit less. It
1: hurts. just a little bit. It just hurts. Just a little bit. All right, we will be back next week. <laughs> uh, probably new studio
2: in uh, Cody allegedly. <laughs> no, no, it's gonna All happen. Right. Talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs>